The nail in the coffin! It's episode number 61 of The Nail. Tom Valentino flying solo here on Wednesday night as Trav is out of town this week. The good news, though, is that before we let him get away, we recorded an episode with a really cool guest. If you've ever talked with the Indians on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of the other uh, social media platforms out there, the odds are pretty good that you've interacted with our guest on this episode. It's Joel Hammond, Assistant Communications Director for the Tribe. Joel's played a big role in giving the Indians their personality on social media, and in our interview here tonight, he takes us behind the scenes of running all the team's accounts. In case you're wondering as you listen, we recorded this after the Indians' promotional schedule came out, which we get into towards the end of the interview, but before the news about Cleveland getting the MLB All-Star Game in 2019. Still, there's lots of good stuff in here, and I think you'll enjoy it. Here we go. Okay, as promised, we have Joel Hammond, Assistant Communications Director for your American League champion, Cleveland Indians, on the line. Joel, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. How are you tonight? We're uh, we're doing great. You know, I do. Uh, I don't need to tell you or anyone listening what an amazing season 2016 was for the Tribe. But um, looking at the calendar here, we got spring training coming up right around the corner. Are you uh, are you ready to head back to Arizona and uh, start to climb again? Yeah, it's funny. We are just kind of getting ready to, um, you know, we've talked internally about, you know, Tribe Fest usually is the is the unofficial start to the next season. And, um, you know, Tribe Fest uh, obviously uh, took place this past weekend. And um, now we turn our attention that the truck leaves on Friday and then, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers report on the 12th. And, um, you know, our staff starts to head out there. I head out there on the 22nd for a little while, then go back uh, later in March. And so um, this is right around the time of, of year, uh, you know, after Tribe Fest, when um, things kind of uh, really kind of, uh, uh, you know, speed up on you and, and get ready to go. So we're, we're ready to roll. We're ready to um, get to get to good year and get this thing on the road. All right, so let's get into it then. You, uh, I, I believe I had your title right, and um, if I understand correctly, I know you play a real big role in managing the Indian social media presence. Can you just tell us, like, what all does that include? How many different platforms does that cover, and what all are you doing? Yeah, so uh, yeah, you 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 got it right, and uh, I kind of oversee all of our our, our social uh, efforts, and it's it's a it's a fun gig. It's uh, very, uh, it can be stressful, can be really enjoyable, as you might expect during the postseason. It was uh, a little bit of both. It was crazy, but it was also really cool. And um, so, what that means is, uh, we're we're very lucky. We have we have a ton of resources that we call upon. Um, the the folks that are really kind of hitting send and executing the day to day are me and 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 a, and a colleague of mine. This year, it's uh, a fellow named Zach. Um, and, uh, and actually a, another colleague, Hannah. So really three of us kind of handle all of, all of our platforms, but we really have a ton of resources from our team photographer to our uh, production team that helps us with, um, you know, graphics and, uh, and stills and, and videos. And then we have a, a great resource in New York City from Major League Baseball Advanced Media, which is MLB's uh, tech arm 
who uh, that those folks provide us with a ton of resources. So, you know, on a day-to-day basis, there's uh, two or three of us that are really um, executing things. And then, um, you know, we, but we have a ton of, of folks that are, that contribute to the, the, the effort. So um, that that's us on Twitter and Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. And um, that's a lot to do um, from, you know, day in and day out. So it's uh, it keeps us on our toes. That's for sure. It sounds like there's a, a whole lot of stuff that sort of falls under your umbrella, but what's a, just a general day in the life, I guess, during the season, particularly, um, do you, are you at like every game and are you the main guy that's tweeting out everything or do you kind of divvy a lot of that stuff up and let, you know, everyone sort of have sort of some, some, you know, have their hands in all those different, those different areas. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we're at every game. Um, typical, you know, typical day is, is, uh, it, it depends, you know, there's, there's certain things that go that are different each day, but, you know, t- uh, typically, you know, you get into the, into the office around 10 or 10 30, um, sometimes earlier if there's meetings or anything like that, but, you know, really the, the, the early part of the day is catching up on stuff from the day before that you might not have gotten to, or really, um, you know, recapping the, the night before, as you might expect, a lot of what we do on social depends upon what happens the night before the day before in the game. So, um, you know, it's really catching up on things uh, early in the day. And then uh, once, you know, two, 2.30, 3 o'clock hits, that's really when, uh, you know, our clubhouse opens to media. We, we go down and um, check check in on things in the clubhouse. Terry meets with uh, the media every day around 4 o'clock. Then it's BP. Um, and then it's, you know, then we get ready for, for first pitch. So um, it's really a crazy schedule. You know, when we're at home, we're there a ton, a ton of hours, you know, usually – 9 or 10 a.m. through 11 p.m. day after day. So, uh, you know, we try to find time during the summer when we're on the road or whatever to, to uh, you know, catch our breath a little bit. But during the season, it's a it's a wild, you know, it's it's no, uh, you know, it's no picnic, but, uh, you know, we enjoy it. As far as the roles go, we, so I have a reference colleagues earlier. We hire two interns every year. So um, I oversee them and we, how we split it up where we, we really have a social media intern that's, whose role is just social. So, um, that, that person really works directly with me on, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. And then we actually divvy up where our other intern, our communications intern who handles, you know, our website and our emails. And, um, we, we've divvied up where to keep that person involved with our social efforts and kind of on top of things that they, they've handled Instagram the last, uh, a couple of years. So that's how we've divvied it up. And really, so the live tweeting of games really, um, will fall under me and, and, and Zach this year. Um, really looking forward to him, uh, you know, getting, you know, we're, you know, our new, our, in, our new interns are only about two and a half weeks on the job. So uh, really looking forward to him getting up to speed. And uh, during the season, uh, really, we, we, I, I lean on those guys heavily. You know, we technically they're quote unquote interns, but you know, you, you hear that a lot on social, you guys are probably seeing, Oh, you're just some intern. Well, we our interns, um, you know, have a ton of responsibility. They, they do a, a great job and, you know, the jobs they get on the back end really, really speak to that. So, um, you know, our, our, my two interns last year, one is just about to start with the Phillies and one has already uh, landed at Adcom in Cleveland. And so um, when you see Cleveland Indians on, on our, on our group's resume, it, it really, uh, you know, really uh, 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 speaks highly of them. So that's a long answer to your question. Hopefully I, I got it all. That's really funny. Is this person Misty Perez? Yeah, Missy will uh, literally like five minutes ago. Her tweet about moving to Philly showed up as things you might like on my yeah. Twitter. So that's yeah. So she she was great. She she worked for the Rays before um, 
uh, a little bit before coming to us. And like I said, I mean, there's a ton of stuff going on. And so I really lean on, on my group to, um, handle a ton of things. And, and, and she and, uh, our other, uh, our other intern last year, um, really handled a lot of stuff. And, you know, we, we lean on them to make a huge impact for us. We tell them that, you know, we get 250 applications for every internship and we tell them that during the, during the process that, Hey, you're going to do a lot of stuff, you know, and it's going to come at you fast. And, you know, if you can handle it, then, um, you're going to land on your feet at the end of the internship. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, we really placed a lot of folks in, in good, in good spots. Courtney Schilling works for the cash. She was an intern with us. Um, uh, the same in, the intern uh, with her her same year he works at uh, Rosetta. We've got a girl working at Dixon Eaton, a guy that interned for me two years ago. Just got a job with the Rays, and so um, you know we really uh, like I said we they have a lot of responsibility. They do a lot. We rely heavily on them, and on the back end, um, you know we we uh, hopefully get them land them in, in good spots on on the back end. So we're really really proud of uh, of, of our record there, and, and those folks for for working hard here and, and landing uh, uh, good jobs. So with all of that responsibility that you put in trust with, with your team, how much autonomy do you guys have in terms of what you're posting and in terms of just voice and uh, the style and, and the messaging and the things that you guys will say? Cause you know, one of the things I notice and one of the reasons I like following the Indians Twitter account so much is it's not really um, just a, a bare bones, uh, vanilla boring feed anymore um and hasn't been for a really long time and um you know it you guys have a lot of personality to it and and just you know how do you shape that you know it wasn't something that we formally sat down and talked about i think you know i think when terry was hired and we we spent all the all the money on swisher and born and you can say whatever you want about that but but paul went out and spent the money and um you know that off season spent like 125 million and um, you know, we went to the wild card game that year and, you know, had a 185 games the next year. And, you know, for, you know, better or worse during that time, we just weren't getting a lot of people in our market, you know, coming to games and be, um, you know, a lot of people defending us in the media and that sort of stuff. So I think, I think, and again, it, this is so funny because it seems like so long ago that we developed that voice that I can't really even, but, you know, I've thought a lot about this and get this question a lot. I think, I think the voice kind of stemmed out of, you know, if nobody's going to defend you, you better defend yourself. And so, um, you know, we had, we had compelling stories to tell. We had these guys coming up. Kluber won the Cy Young and we had Terry and, and Kipnis of course was an all-star and Michael Brantley and Carrasco and Salazar and all the rest. And, um, you know, I think obviously 2015 was a, was a disappointing year. And, uh, last year we obviously, uh, turned the, uh, turned the table there. So I think, I think the voice really grew out of that, you know, I think, probably driven by me somewhat that, you know, we, we, I didn't feel, you know, I, this wasn't an organizational decision. It wasn't anything we talked about formally, but we kind of, you know, we kind of opened it up a little bit and, and became a little less formal and had more fun with it and people liked it. And so, you know, we expanded on that and, um, you know, I think it, it's, it's allowed us to, you know, have fun and, you know, people always ask me a lot, you know, uh, what, how do you get away with some of the stuff you're doing? And I, I relay the story that I, I talk with a guy who used to run like a, like presidential, like social media campaigns and like high, 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 high impact political, uh, social media campaigns. He's, you know, how do you get away with this stuff? It's like, well, you know, I'm not, we're not tweeting about healthcare reform or immigration or, you know, any, this is just baseball. It's just sports, you know? So why not, um, have fun with it. And, um, so that's what we try to do as far as autonomy goes, our, our leadership team deserves a lot of credit because 
you know, I can count on probably one hand the, the number of times that somebody's come to me and say, hey, you know, I'm not really sure that one worked so well. So <laughs> they've given me a ton of latitude. And, you know, in turn, you know, that's a lot of responsibility on me to I always I always talk about this. There's a couple of good examples. It's it's on me to know where the line is. And if I'm going to if I'm getting close to that line with something I'm doing, I better run it up the flagpole a little bit and make sure we're, we're comfortable with it. So, you know, like you guys have probably heard and, and I don't know this gentleman um, personally, but there was a guy that from the Houston Rockets a couple of years ago during the playoffs who. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. I actually, I think I was in, I went to bed that night and I, I woke up the next morning and I saw the tweet, you know, it, it, Travis, you know, if, if you haven't seen it, it's the Rockets tweeted, they were playing the, the Mavericks the and the gun one, right? Yeah. The, the horse, horse and the gun yeah. and it was shit. It'll all be over soon. And I, I woke up and I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I didn't think it was terrible, but I kind of, I kind of just cringed just ever so slightly. And, and, uh, and that guy got fired. He It's one of those like, ones where I think like if I tweeted it, random guy, my friend yeah. would think it's kind of funny. Yeah. But you don't want you don't want, you know, your the yeah. name of your company there next to it. Well, that guy's laying on his feet, so I, I don't feel bad, you know, using that as an example. But you know, that's that's my that's me and my like Missy when she goes to Philly, like that's her gonna be her job. Like if if I'm getting close to the line of good taste and not good taste and what we like and what we don't like, I better make sure I'm I'm checking what at least one rung up the flagpole to see if we're comfortable with that. So um really that's kind of how I approach it and I don't, I don't look at it as like a, it's not a ton of pressure. I don't, I don't feel nervous. It's just, you know, we know our voice and we know what, um, you know, what we're trying to do and we just, uh, we just do it. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's not, it's, you know, it's not, it's not rocket science. I've done a lot of these and, you know, I get to take some compliments for stuff that we've done as a group. And I just tell look, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, this is not rocket science. (laughs) So do you uh, do you find differences in just the feedback you get from fans and the interactions you get from fans on different channels? Like, is there a different tenor to the conversations on Twitter versus Facebook? Um, that's a good question. Not, not, not really. I mean, these days, you know, as you might expect, after you play in the World Series and Game 7 in the World Series, there, you know, there's not really a whole lot of griping to be done, you know? I mean, um, so you know, like I said, as you might expect on all of our platforms, really, you know, the tone has kind of shifted to say, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody's excited about the year and, um, you know, the Edwin signing was, was huge for us. And so there's not really a whole lot of griping to be found now before, you know, going into 2016, um, you know, the, the tone was different, but it was the same on every platform, you know, the, 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 the same, the same gripes were kind of the same, you know, you don't spend money and you haven't won, which is not true. And, um, you know, I, I don't think the really the 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 content of the responses is the is uh, any different really um, uh, per platform. It's just really um, a lot, as you might expect, heavily dependent upon you know how your team's doing and what you've done recently and all that stuff. Do you guys ever block anyone? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I figure you either have to block a ton of people or you just kind of ignore the the a holes out there. I guess. Yeah. And, and that's part of what I'm wrestling with now. It's like, well, you know, now I told you about how I, how I vaguely remember, uh, you know, landing on our current voice and our tone, you know, it was, you know, we had to stick up for ourselves. Well now, you know, that that's changed a little bit. So now it's like, well, do you back off a little bit on, on, how, you know, cause I think, I think some people think that we're too sensitive. Like we're, we're, we're we are, um, 
you know, we're, we're quick to, to, to fight back and, and argue and, and, and point out when people are wrong. Like, you know, is that, are we too sensitive? So, you know, part of me is, is wrestling with that. Like, are, do we back while maintaining our fun and, and snarky voice and all that stuff, do we back off a little bit on, on, um, on, you know, kind of firing back a little bit. So that's, that's something I wrestle with now, but as far as blocking people go, um, you, you need to be pretty, pretty bad about it. You know, uh, you know, attacking our players, attacking us, whatever. Um, you know, honestly, on Instagram, we, you know, ever since the end of the World Series, we've had, um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, at, I would say dozens, if not hundreds of um, teenage Cubs fans uh, just spamming us with 3-1. And so we block we immediately. That's that's immediate. That's an immediate block for us. <laughs> Short um, hook on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, quick, very, very quick hook. So, um I look, uh, I look at their profile. If it's a teenager, if they're from Chicago, if they, you know, it's so they've just bombarded us, which is fine. That that's fine. But yeah, that's, that's a real, uh, real quick decision for us. That's, that's been kind of a, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, not goal, but just, you know, something that I've, I've stuck with this off season. I have a feeling those are going to die down a lot faster than the, uh, the three, one jokes about the warriors. That one, with what happened with Golden State, especially because <clears throat> it was the first time in the NBA Finals, and because they were seventy three and nine, it always just kind of felt like that one had a, a lot more lasting legacy. And um, I don't know. So I, yeah, I, we were always truthfully we were always careful with with dancing around that. Uh, you know, the whole Warriors thing, and we actually like I think some point during the season, like even it might even be in October, I could send you the tweet, but we like you know, somebody was like making a three, one joke in our mention, like, and we, we reply, like, look, this is before our three, one ever happened. or was even, you know, on the horizon, but like that joke is played out. Like it's over, you know, let go of it. Um, <laughs> the warriors so could only actually, dream. I know. So actually after, after we, we uh, lost our lead and people were, were, um, you know, sending that to us. I actually used that tweet a couple of times said, look, we, you know, don't, don't come to us with that. We never made any three, one jokes. And we said the joke was over. So, uh, I was glad that uh, in hindsight we we uh, we made that comment three weeks before we we blew our lead. I mean, the circumstances of that were completely different. That's what I thought made it so funny about the Warriors and why nobody really should be giving the Indians about a hard time about that. I mean, uh, you know, God bless Corey Kluber for everything he did in the postseason with, <laughs> with the rotation and and you know Tomlin and 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 Andrew Miller and those guys at pitch. But I mean the staff was running on fumes at that point. I mean, you had two starters out and yeah, you know, decimated. You're, you're playing a team that won a hundred plus games this year. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just me though. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, agree, but you're never going to tell a bunch of, uh, Warriors <laughs> fans who are angry at Cavs fans for, uh, Razzin for, for, uh, two years or, or teenage Cubs fans, uh, you know, you're not going to reason with those two groups. So but aren't Warriors. all those Warriors fans also Cubs fans now for, <laughs> for the next couple of years? Isn't that how that works? Yeah. It's funny how, uh, yeah, well, uh, I, 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 I better, uh, I better <laughs> keep my mouth shut on that. <laughs> lots of Cubs fans, lots of Cubs fans. Oh boy. So, well, um, how do you, I, I got a question. Go ahead. How do you guys balance like, Obviously, you put, you know, you'll put out updates and you'll, you know, be a little, be clever and, you know, be somewhat entertaining and sort of just generate content. How do you guys handle, like, just people that are pissed off about stuff? Like, I'm sure opening day was a train wreck for you, and I apologize. Uh, 
<laughs> nine <laughs> yeah, months opening later, day but... i'll tell you i'll tell you opening day was was probably the worst day i've had at the at, at work since i started there um so yeah i mean you know we we actually we uh let's see probably a couple years ago now i mean we, we hired people um you know we've always had a fan service department we hired people whose whose expertise was in customer service and we um we, we began this customer service initiative that when you come to Progressive Field or if you're an Indians fan, you may not always be happy about, um, you know, what we do, or our ticket policies or our prices or whatever, but we want you to be happy with our service at least and, and how we treat you even, the, even if you are angry. So um, luckily we had that in place before opening day started and, um, you know, that was, that was a horrible day. You know, it all came together so quickly and um, we didn't have really time to – to communicate probably as well as we wanted to do. And hopefully we've, we've learned from that. If it, if it ever, God forbid happens again, I hope it doesn't, but, uh, um, hopefully that, that mitigated that somewhat. And so organizationally, that's been a, a big focus of ours that look, we may, we're not going to win every game when you come to the progressive field. Um, uh, you know, but, and you might not like everything that we do, but you hopefully are going to like, like how we treat you and the service that you get, even if you are angry, because, um, you know, that, that makes a difference. And so, um, yeah, as far as people always, you know, people, you're never going to satisfy everybody. And we have people that, um, you know, for instance, I'll give you a great example. So today we unleashed our promotional schedule, which I know we'll talk about later. And we started uh, a couple years ago, this thing called promo pass, which you guys are probably familiar with it. Like, look, if you value your time more than $5, then give us $5 and you can reserve a promo item and it'll be waiting for you at the ballpark, no matter what time you arrive at the ballpark. Or if you value $5 more than your time, then you can come at 2 PM when the gates open and no big deal. It's, it's not a huge deal. People didn't people don't like that. Right. People don't like that. Um, it's like, and, it's like the, uh, it's like the pass at, at Cedar point to jump in right. the line. There's Absolutely. the people that don't like, they got to pay for it. And then there's the people right. that are pissed. They got to wait in line. Exactly. So, and then today, so we, we, we announced our promotional schedule and really, in my opinion, you know, probably the best one we've had since I've been here. And, um, and then, you know, we, we say, Oh, promo pass is available again for eight days. And the first comment is, well, why don't you have promo pass on this day? It's like, Oh my God which is a Wednesday. It was like a Wednesday for the championship trophy, which that game won't, you know, won't draw, you know, we won't have, you know, if we have 25,000 there that day that, you know, it's probably a good day. So, um, it's just, you know, like you said, um, it goes back to that, that customer service. And, um, if, if you're, you might not be happy with, uh, you know, what, uh, what, what the answer is, but hopefully you, you're happy with the manner in which we deliver it. And, and, uh, you know, we want to, we want to, you know, at least try to um, provide you good service, even if you don't like what, what we're telling you. All right. So let me ask you this. You know, you had referenced the disaster with the, the Rockets and the Mavericks and, and what had happened there. Um, who do you look at uh, across pro sports as some of the other teams that you really like to follow and who, who else is doing uh, a really good job? Um. There's too many to name, honestly. I mean, everybody, you know, a lot of teams have do different things well. So, you know, if you if you talk about teams that, um, you know, kind of have our tone, you know, there's teams like, uh, you know, the Kings. And um, did you see this tweet from the Kings recently that 
they were playing the Warriors and it was at Sacramento and they tweeted out a picture of uh, like a bunch of Warriors fans at, in their arena. And the tweet was, uh, you know, it must've been rainy that day out there or something like that. And the, <laughs> the tweet was, you know, uh, you know, bad weather outside, fair weather inside or something like that. Like that stuff is great, you know? And so like teams that have that, you know, kind of resemble our voice, like the Kings and, you know, like the, uh, the Panthers in the NFL, I know do a great job. And um, so, you know, everybody, has different goals, I think, but like overall, like the Rockies do a great job. I, I've gotten to know their, uh, you know, we were with, we were with them in the final vote a couple years ago. And so I've gotten to know their, their folks real well. And, um, you know, they just are very, very creative. They had, um, you know, 360 infographics in the winter about, uh, you know, Nolan Arenado. And, um, you know, I think they have a little chip on their shoulder too, because, you know, they're the, the they're the only team in, in the mountain time zone and Arenado really, he wasn't even a, he wasn't even a, uh, an MVP finalist and, um, you know, probably should have been, you know, his numbers even away from cores are like, are crazy. And so, um, I think they have a little bit of chip on their shoulder too. And so they, you know, they get creative in how they deliver that message. So I love what they do. And, um, there's, there's too many to name, you know, the pirates do a great job, you know, it depends on what time of year it is, you know, now, um, I'm really looking to see what other teams are doing at their fan fest. And I'm really looking to see, you know, like what NBA teams are doing in season, the blue jackets, if you don't the blue jackets do a great job too. So those are just a few that I, um, that I pay attention to most closely. Frankly, there's not enough time in the day to really see what everybody's doing, but hopefully I'm, you know, if people uh, see what other teams are doing, they like it, they usually send them along to me. So that's a good way to, to, uh, you know, stay up to date too. Rockies actually, go ahead, Trev. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying one of my favorite things, and it's funny you mentioned uh, the CBJ, because I feel like this happens a lot in hockey. Um, they tend to have really, I feel like they have some of the more um, entertaining accounts, I guess, more consistently entertaining ones than some of the other sports. But we always see these things, I feel like, when it's teams that are sort of like ribbing each other, um, sort of interacting as opposed to interacting with fans or whatever the case is. Um, yeah. Like the Dodgers and the, and the Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's lots of examples of it, and I'm sure the Indians have probably done this at some point. But when those happen, are they like 100% spontaneous, or do you like send a thing or say, "Hey, you want to do this?" and see, like, feel it out before you start engaging with them? Um, it depends. Like, uh, uh, who? What? Uh, oh, the Tigers. So, like, you know, like the Tigers are not. You know, they're they're pretty buttoned up, which is fine. Like, you know, people are. Oh, well, why don't the why aren't the Tigers I'm like well? Tigers, you know, they have their own goals and, you know, you know, it's not, this is not their voice. That's fine. You know? Um, so their guy, Mac, uh, who I, was a great guy. And, um, you know, he was, he was dipping his, he was, he was going to reply to us and have a little fun. And he like reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, uh, you know, you know, I'm going to have some fun with you. Please don't like, um, you know, cause we, we really, look, the Tigers have beaten us real bad the last few years. And then this year, of course, we, we reversed that. So frankly, when it comes to us and the Tigers, you know, we don't really have a whole heck of a lot to, you know, to, to say, like, we couldn't like say, Oh, scoreboard. <laughs> well, they've kicked our butts except this year, the last four or five years. So it was going to be cordial anyway, but I think, you know, he was a little leery of, of us like saying, you know, Oh, look at the standings, which I would never do. Like that's so that's dumb. Like that the Yankees do that all the time. Like the Yankees did the Cubs one time, which is so stupid. Um, so, but you know, sometimes, um, it's a little more scripted, um, but other times it's, it can be, it can be spontaneous. It helps when you like know the people who are running the account. So like, I don't know the people who, 
here's a great example. So if you remember the day that our 14 game streak ended that Saturday afternoon in Toronto, um, if you remember right, there was a close play at, at the plate. Um, and that went our way originally, but they reversed it and we ended up losing that game. Well, the A's, the A's who I don't know their people all that well. In fact, I don't know their, I don't know their social people. So the A's tweeted out something like, you know, Scott Hattieberg, you know, cause they, I think they have the, don't, I think they have owned MLB's longest win streak. I think it's like 21 games or something like that. And, uh, they tweeted something like, um, uh, it was like, oh, Scott Hattieberg says hi, and he just don't make that. I'm like, well, this is dumb, especially because they're so bad this year, you know. And so, <laughs> um, and so we we got after. If you remember, that was the day we tweeted at them. Uh, you know, Josh Donaldson, I think, hit a long home run in that game for the Jays, and we tweeted at them. Uh, yeah, Josh, this was bad actually. This 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 one was bad, but uh, I, you know, if you remember, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I, I tweeted at them. Uh, yeah, Josh Donaldson really played well this weekend. Because <laughs> um, you know the yeah, the A's obviously trading Donaldson to uh, yeah so like this is a long answer to your question but um, most often they're 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 spontaneous but they can be you know if, if you don't know like the people very well or whatever um, they can be a little more scripted but you know really in that in that case it all goes down to comes down to like in my opinion like how well you know the person on the other side of the coin like you know we, we know the person running the Reds real well and so. You know, I'm probably more likely to, to joke with them and the Rockies and the Jackets than I would be like the Tigers or the A's or, or something like that. Do you travel with the team at all outside of like spring training? Like once we get into the season? I do not. Nope, I do not. We uh, I traveled during the postseason, which is great. You know, we were there. If you guys saw, we were there in Detroit. Um, we uh, we. Um, we periscoped the, the on-field celebration. We did the champagne celebration in the clubhouse on Facebook Live. Then we did the same thing in Boston when we won. I did not go to Toronto because I did not have a passport, if you can believe that. Um, and then, you know, I traveled to Chicago, obviously. But I do not travel in the regular season. Um, uh, Major League Baseball Advanced Media, which I said earlier is, is, is MLB's tech arm, um, they have a program called uh, Real-Time Correspondence. And so what that means is that MLB hires somebody in, in every city to kind of be like the road team's eyes and ears. So like when we go to Texas for the opening series of the year, they'll have an RTC that, that MLB pays that is essentially like their job is to send us stuff, um, uh, you know, stuff pregame, stuff of fans in the ballpark during the game for us to use on our social channel. So it's a huge, you know, they pay this RTC like 150 bucks a game like that. It would cost like, it would cost us, you know, quadruple that for me to travel. And so it's a, it's a great program. It's a huge benefit. Another resource that, uh, that they provides to us. Trev, do you want to jump in? Um, no, you kind of caught me off there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that covers about what I had. Let's jump into the promos. Cause I saw the, uh, I saw what we had today and it looks like you said, it looks like one of the better lineups we've had in a while. Yeah. I mean, we, um, we go through a uh, uh, we go through a really uh, we go through a really um, you know uh, uh, really intense planning process uh, with the, with this stuff. So our, this actually, I don't really have much to do with this. We just uh, you know our marketing department does it. I just kind of communicate on the back end, so I can't take really any credit for it. If if only I get to kind of 
uh, I get to tell everybody about it. So everybody thinks that we, you know, there's no one I, here to tell anyone that yeah, you didn't yeah. do it. So take yeah. all the credit you want. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, uh, I'm rambling, but so our marketing department, like, you know, some of the stuff we, we, we know works well, like dollar dogs, fireworks, those $2 beer nights on Fridays in the summer, like we know those work well. So those are going to be on the schedule, right? Well, what, when, when we get into some of the stuff that we want to try out, you know, we test in focus groups. Like um, last year, we did a fedora, and we did a, like uh, a pair of those like um, oh, what do they call them? Perforated lens sunglasses. So we test we test those in focus groups. We test like player items um, just to make sure that we think fans are gonna want are going to want this stuff. And so um, that's how we kind of get here. And then we go to our partners and say, hey, you know, do you want to help us uh, uh, help us a little bit with these? And so then they get involved, and it's really uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is huge. You know, our partners do a great job uh, supporting us in this stuff too. So um, anyway, long story. So a hu- huge, um, hu- huge schedule this year, four bobbleheads, Jose Ramirez, Lindor, Kipnis, uh, Terry, we've got four player jerseys plus a, a 77 Jersey. Um, the players are, if I can remember this correctly, it's uh, Andrew Miller, Santana, Allen and uh, Encarnacion, which is huge. Um, and then you go to, uh, like, uh, we've got, like I said, AL, uh, AL championship trophy on May 24th against the Reds. We, uh, are doing two new statues at the ballpark. So Frank Robinson will be in heritage park inside the ballpark. Lou Boudreau will be outside, um, the right field gate with the others. Uh, so that's obviously awesome. We'll do a Boudreau replica, uh, statue, uh, statue on, I think it's August 5th. And, um, yeah, so, and then, like I said, the staples, 16 fireworks, $15, uh, excuse me, 15, excuse me, 16, $2 beer nights on Fridays, 15, uh, fireworks nights, $11 dogs, 10 key bank kids fun days. So, uh, you know, there, you, you really need to come up with, uh, you really gotta be nitpicking if you don't come to progressive field in 2017. Uh, you had me at the bobbleheads. I, if, if you've ever, <laughs> I, I will have to post a picture at some point on, on my social media, but uh, I've got a whole shelf in the basement and uh, probably the best in the whole bunch across all the different sports is still Albert Bell uh, pointing to his bicep. And uh, I can remember when, uh, when you guys had announced that a few years ago, that that one was going to be coming. I had that date circled and actually, I think I missed uh, my niece's dance recital so I could make sure that I could get to the stadium and, and, and get that oh bobbleheads. Yeah. You know, um, I have a forgiving That's family, dedication. so it worked out. And well, so I can give you a little bit more. T- so this year's bobblehead. So we'll have, uh, Ramirez is actually, uh, his helmet will be off his head. It'll be like glued to, we, we tried to make it work where it would be like removable, but it just wasn't going to work. So, um, it will be glued to the uh, base of the bobblehead. He'll be uh, uh, scoring, I think, coming home, and uh, his helmet will be off. Lindor will—it'll it, be him uh, fielding a ball and throwing, and he'll have a platinum glove for the one he won. Um, Kipnis will be sliding into home plate, kind of like he did uh, in the in Game Seven, uh, scoring from second on that wild pitch. Tito's got to be on the scooter, right? Uh, no, we did that a couple, we did that, let's see, we did that in 15 this year. It'll just be him. Uh, it's a manager of the year, Bob, so he'll be kind of in his element in the, uh, in the dugout. So got to make sure you've got him in a pullover. Does, does he own a Jersey? He, he does own a Jersey, but, uh, he explains it that, um, even in the summer, like, I guess, you know, he's had a ton of, uh, of, of injury, you know, his career really ended because of injuries. And so, um, he, uh, 
he has like I think he's got like circulation blood circulation issues and so he's always cold and so that's why he's always in his uh, trusty pullover fair enough I can't argue with success he's uh, done, a, right. done a hell of a job since he's been here and uh, he's who, been a lot of fun to watch what's that who am I to tell uh, Terry <laughs> to wear his jersey more often Not, I would never I would never it's a good trivia question you could stump your friends with at the bar what is Terry Francona's jersey number Yes. Yes, indeed. So does it, so I know, and I think this happened with Wedge too, like years ago, where he was doing the same thing. And I know there's a lot of guys that do it, and they like introduced a rule where they have to wear the jersey, but do they enforce it? It does that rule even still exist, or did they like give up on it after a while? It's a good question. I think the rule exists still. Like I think you have to have a jersey on. To be honest, if, if I don't know if he wears it or not, and I, um, I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> and if the answer was no, you wouldn't be saying it on this. Correct. Sure. You know, right. yes. Understood. Yes. Understood. Yeah, if, that, uh, if you are responsible for that getting out, we uh, we might be in- interviewing the Indians' new assistant uh, <laughs> communications director six months from now. So Yes. All yes. right. Uh, Trav, any other questions for Joel before we let him get out of here? No, I think that's good. Thanks for joining us, man. It was really, really interesting stuff. Yeah, thanks yeah, absolutely. a lot. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Good luck this season, and uh, we look forward to uh, definitely seeing you down at the ballpark. And uh, it's a safe bet you'll see me on bobblehead days for sure. Sounds good. I appreciate you guys. And there you have it. Joel Hammond, Assistant Communications Director for the Indians. Big thanks to Joel for joining us. And we're already looking forward to the 2017 season getting started. And it's not that far away. Pitchers and catchers report to Goodyear on Sunday. So right around the corner here. As for us, you know the drill. Go subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast listening app you use. You can stream old episodes on our website, thenailpodcast.com. And go like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Nail Podcast. Try to put some good stories and links up there every couple of days, so go check it out. Travis will be back soon, and we will be back to our normal format next week. Until then, Tom Valentino signing off for The Nail. We'll talk to you again soon. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.